Welcome to another episode of the 40 Yard Dash. I am Malcolm MJ Nelson, and I've got my co-host here, Makai Lou. We took a week or so off, but we back. So, for the first topic, we're going to talk about the championship run of the Los Angeles Lakers. Since you are a fan, I'll go ahead and let you talk about it. Man, before we even get into that, I, I want to give a lot of credit to you know Adam Silver and the NBA and how they did the bubble, the playoffs. It's been a long time since since we've been able to watch you know you know a playoff series so great and the way that they handled the situation compared to other sports. I got to you know tip Agreed. your hat to that. Um, Definitely did a great agree. Because NFL is fucking up. Yeah, it's, it, every, every day we're hearing news about a team, you know, <laughs> shutting down practice, shutting down facilities. So that's not a good sign. So got to tip your hats off to the NBA and uh, Adam Silver, those guys. But, of course, you know, we got to talk about the Lakers. I am ecstatic. This The season didn't go how anybody predicted it to or how we wanted it to. But, hey, we figured it out. Um, you know, Bron got his fourth championship. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Um, you know, the organization added another championship on top of that. Lakers are, you know, back in that feeling of just being a, a great organization as we've always been. It's been a while. So um, definitely good to see, see that, you know, especially me. You know, I wasn't a big Bron fan initially. I've been a Lakers fan my whole life. So it's been an interesting year. Gain so much more appreciation for the man, you know, uh, help my organization get a ring, you know, so it, it's, it's just good all the way around. But, you know, it's funny because we're already hearing talks of, you know, what about next year? So we've got the news AD, you know, opted out. So he's, he's going to return back for another season with Rondo us. Rondo did too. And Rondo I think Dwight too. did as well. Dwight did as well. So, hey, if we can get everybody back, that'd be great. But, you know, we, 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 got, we got some moves we got to make. We we need to find that true third option, mm-hmm. you know. So there's two trade rumors, you know, that that, that have came up. And yeah. Of course, Kuzma Green have been involved in those trade rumors. Of course, definitely. I think we want to retain everybody but those guys, to be honest with you. So I think you might have to give up KCP as well. KCP, you know, just based on what we've seen from him during the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm content with getting him back. He's. But I mean, I think his stock rose. It so, did, so we may want yeah. to trade. So I mean, would it be trade bait? Because one rumor that I've been hearing is I heard that Bradley Beal has bought yeah. a home in LA. I heard about that too. So a six point eight million dollar mansion. Um, so that speaks volume. That that, that says something. So you know, everybody wants to be in LA, but you want to work and live in LA. So yeah. that'd be great if we can make that happen. You know, Brad. I don't know if it's for them or the Clippers. Per se. Ah, that's a good point. Because that's a good point. And to if, be honest, if I'm the Wizards, if that was a potential trade, I'm not taking KCP, Danny Green, and Kuzma. Give me Paul George, and potentially Lou Will, and I'll give you Bradley. Hold Bill. on, now I think I think you got a little bit too much dip on your chips. So I, I don't know <laughs> if the Clippers are going to do anything quite like that at this point. I think the Clippers have better trade assets exactly. than the Lakers do. I don't know if they're going to be centered around Paul George or any of those guys. To be honest, I think the Clippers, you know, they traded so much already mm-hmm. to get Paul George. They're not going to give Paul George up that easy. I think they're going to try to run it back with him. We saw some stuff that, hey, they're going to need to build some chemistry and things like that. But mm-hmm. for what they gave for him, it would be insane if they trade him away at this point. I think I mean, you need to add a third option outside of Morris on there. Um, the goal is to win, and the goal is to win. You're and, right. And PG has been proven 
that he's to not. Lose. He doesn't want to say he's not really having the winners mentality. But hey, so I can see it. This is a year after you traded four number one draft picks. Um, I don't Shia give a Alexander, damn. Gallinari. You're moving a little bit too quick. I think they looked good. They did. Just the playoff run did not go how they wanted to. The playoff at all. run really came. It fell apart because they couldn't score. There was no closer, and that's often been an, an issue with PG teams because there's no bona fide closer. So let's add a true score to that. So okay. Brad Bill makes sense. He's a scorer. He can get you buckets. He can, but he can't um, play defense, which is fine. You can hide him. It's okay. But the, you need that's buckets. already a top-rated defensive team, so right. I don't think that's a big factor in it, but he, you need a scorer. You right. know, he's not proven in the playoffs, but I think he'll figure that out. I, I, I don't I think, think it'll matter. Figure that out. I think Tyler Hero showed that your right. playoff experience doesn't matter is if you are a dog or you a ball. Very true. You know what so, I'm saying? Just if you can hoop, this is your time to show. Brad Bill makes sense, and they have the assets to trade. They don't have draft picks, but I think they have they, they have, have the assets. They have the players to trade. Lakers, they have a few first-round draft picks, and they also have you know people who can – you have Kuzma. You have young talent they have role that you can help develop. You also have A.B. Bradley. You know, you, you have a Deion lot of Waiters guys. Yeah, you got Deion Waiters. You have a lot of guys that you can put in addition to those picks that would make sense as well. So any L.A. team makes sense. Um, you know, I think the Lakers may be able to put something together with picks that make more sense than whatever the Clippers would put together. But we'll yeah. see how that works. So what was, what was your other trade? The other thing that's been floating around is uh, Victor Oladipo, which I heard that as well. to be honest— I like a little bit better just because you're not going to have to give the house to get him. Brad Bill's coming off of a career year. Agreed. His stock is super, super high. He is on a very, very pricey contract. Yep. I think if you do a multi-team trade, you can do the numbers to make it work. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have to give up a lot in return as well. So as far as the production level, you know, Brad Bill's a number two option in most situations. With AD and Brian, I think Oladipo fits the number three option role a little bit better. Agreed. I think it makes more sense. I think his time is done in Indiana. He's looking to move on. He wants mm-hmm. to chase a championship. He's not going to have to take on the toll that he's taken in the past as far as his body. You know, he's had a lot of injuries. So I think he's going to give his body a break. He's going to pr- provide a bunch of, dist- uh, of production on both ends of the floor, offense and defense. It just fits in, in my head a lot better than Brad Bill. I'll be happy with either one, don't get me wrong. Right. But I like Victor Oladipo. That seems more viable. That seems more viable. I, th- I think we can put picks together. I think we can put trades together to not give the house away. Yeah. But get him on the roster. And, you know, I, I think that would be a great fit in my opinion. Yeah, so speaking of injuries, there's been a lot of uh, speculation here on – how LeBron has been able to maintain his body throughout his career. Like yeah. you just seen him coming over uh for his sep- like what year seventeen won a championship and gearing up for another one. So what do you think that more players could do to have that type of longevity? I think it's investing in your body. I really think it's just making a healthy regimen, you know, just, I don't know the specifics Brian does, but whatever he does, it works, you know, and let's say, for example, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis in New Orleans, he got injured damn near every game. I mean, it was, it Anthony was like Davis this got injured in LA a lot. Well. He did not get injured as much 
this year as the previous years him in New Orleans. So do you think that's more attributed to him balancing the load with an actual co-star? I think both. I, I think he's not taking on the heavy load that he's taken before so he can take care of his body better. You know, he doesn't have to go out and drop 20 and 20 every single night, mm-hmm. you know, to be an eighth or seventh seed. Um, it was a lot of games. He barely got 10 rebounds. Exactly, and they still figured out a way to win. They had the best record in the West, so I think you can attribute that towards that. Also, he was injured a lot this year, but not nearly as much as the year before, so I'm, I'm sure the training staff and Bron definitely helped with that as well. So it's just a combination of different things, but I think you know you add a guy in there, Victor Oladipo, that would definitely work. So It know. would. You would just lower like the numbers, and then also – I don't think that neither one of them will ever win an MVP if they get a third superstar or a, a bona fide third player. Because I think now we're in the place with uh, we're really talking about duos right now. Mm-hmm. There is no team with three players, and if you give a team with uh, give a team a third player, you're hurting your chances to win MVP. And then you also have to worry about where Giannis is going. Even though I personally don't believe that Giannis is really a factor for winning championship-wise until he actually, how can I put this, he actually completes his game. He can't shoot, and it's going to be a problem in the postseason because Miami beat him with less talent, and they also just built a wall around the paint. Right. And he couldn't score. Very true. And they swept. Very true. I think they got one game. I think it was Gentleman's Because the five. game Giannis went down, Chris Middleton kind of I think it was game back four. And 50 points or some shit. I think like it was that. game four, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, game four for sure. Yeah. Game three or game four. Yeah, but you got a good point. I mean, Giannis is able to put up the numbers that he has and still have a decent supporting cast, but their third option is Brooke Lopez. So when you add three players of that caliber, that ball, you know, the touches have to go go around. So you're, you're completely right. But I think at everybody's point in their career, they're looking to do something more Golden State-like and just kind of build a dynasty and rack up as many rings as possible. So I, agree. I don't know if that's pressing for Braun or AD or any of those guys, but I, I think that would be the way to go is to kind of – But let's, let's talk about it. Is that really entertaining at this point? Do we really want to see – Another dynasty like Golden State. Yes. Well, me being a Lakers fan, yes. But I'm saying, like... Me being an NBA fan. NBA-wise, um, not just a team for Lakers. Me being I don't NBA think fan, Lakers would be that. I was more happy to see how talent was spread out this year. As I far agree. As the duos, things like that. Um, it was refreshing to see. You it know. added, like, a hint of... I don't want to say... Like, it was like a mystery. You really were... Right. You know, you who's were the like, best who's duo, the best? Who's going to have the best chemistry? And then we have to add... Kyrie and KD into the mix as well. I really don't see Miami getting back to this point anytime soon unless they add a person that's a, a, a great. Um, They're gonna need a, num- a, a superstar. General. Yeah, they need they need a Chris Paul. They, they need someone to balance the. They ball. had Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio, but outside of that, nobody. I mean, Goran really, was balling. The they kind of took turns stepping up in positions. There wasn't a true third option. You could say it wasn't a true was leader. in the playoffs, but yeah. It wasn't a true offensive leader. I mean, morale-wise, I think Bam and Jimmy 
What they had worked. Good. We haven't seen anything like that in a while. What no. they had in Miami definitely worked for them this year. So. Definitely, I agree. But I don't know, you know, running it back with the Celtics and with the Knicks. I'm sorry, Nets, those teams. I don't know if that's going to be something that Miami will be able to do again. I, I think they definitely do need a score. I know they're, they're saying Giannis. They're saying a few other people. I don't like Giannis on that team. I don't either. Him and Jimmy Butler. They play the, play a lot. Yeah. It's, it's too similar. It's like. I don't think that works unless somebody has a great IQ, like with LeBron and D-Wade. They had the, like, LeBron has elite IQ. Mm-hmm. So he knew how to balance the ball. Very true. The only time you've seen an issue was 2011 when they the lost that finals, yeah. that finals because they, uh, they didn't know what to do. Exactly. It was still D-Wade's team, and Bron was like, all right, I'm here. So I'm just I'm willing to be Robin in right. this case, but he needed to be uh, he needed to be Batman. And, and when you talk about you know duos versus trios, and all honestly, okay, let's take a look on this previous season. Right. Westbrook Harden, that duo, that that duo. I don't know. I I didn't enjoy watching both of them on the floor at the same time. I didn't. It worked like I thought it would. I think it would have worked better if they had a big. Because somebody needs to catch all them damn rebounds from their bricks. And interesting you say that because now there's talks of them looking to get in Joel Embiid, which interesting, I don't but know I don't think it'll work. Because he's he's trying to gravitate as long as to the three-point on line. That team, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but how that's but, work. but they have the uh, an opening for that that spot as a coach, so the game will be different. I think we would would see more of the the Houston. James Harden more than well I wouldn't say Houston oh, I'm sorry the OKC style James Harden where it's more balanced because okay. they played this Houston style of basketball for about five years I think years it's apparent that that style of play does not win you championships it's it been said before but when you make it to the finals four or five consecutive years playing the game that you're how you're playing it it's it's not securing championships. It looks good on paper. It looks good, but for his legacy, it looks good. Right, like stat wise. Right, but it, it's not going to secure your championship. So I definitely think he's going to have to resort back to that style of play. Add a big like Embiid, and Embiid's gonna you know he likes to spread the floor, but he's going to have to be more of an he's going to dominate the paint. Yeah, and then I don't know if I, if Westbrook's involved in that trade. I can't see Westbrook being on their team. This you know next year as well. You know there's talks of him maybe going to the Knicks or you know a team like that. I heard that. Yeah, so it, it'll be really interesting to see what goes on in Houston. A lot of big changes from the GM to the head coach. You know, and I'm I'm assuming that roster is going to change too. So they should. I think it's it's time. It's definitely time. I see the the Knicks are they're searching for stuff. They're searching for that superstar. I don't know if Russell Westbrook is the one that'll get them to the promised land. But I think he can sneak them in as an eighth seed. I think they need somebody like that. You know, they have a lot of young players, but nobody who really stands out on that roster. If I'm a Knicks fan, I, I want you to do something. I want you to do something. I want you to get Westbrook. You know, maybe something happens where Westbrook plays like he did in OKC and those young guys step up and they sneak into the 7-8th lead. See, the year after that, they'll acquire another big name and they, they'll have something to build off of more so than just throwing these young guys on the floor and trying to make something happen. I think you need to have a go-to guy on that team. They don't have a go-to guy right now. They don't. R.J. Barrett's developing Julius Randle. I don't think R.J. Barrett's going to be as good as people hope. 
Yeah. Because he didn't show me anything his rookie year. He didn't show me a damn thing in college, to be honest with you. True. I think all the hype was behind Zion. He's had some bright moments, but yeah, he's... Bright moments don't He's not what we... Yeah. You know, and and I don't think he's superstar status either, but I think if you put somebody like Russell Westbrook and you give him a little bit more time to develop, he'll be a solid player for them. Oh, yeah. Not superstar, but he'll be a solid player. He'll be a role player. For sure. I mean, it's, it's... Although he was basically trained by Nash, because that's his godfather, I mean, it's still, you have to have the intangibles that he doesn't have. He can't read the floor well. He's focused on, sc- like, scoring. He's tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to win you any anything in this league. And you can see that. No scorers true. win shit in and this league. And seeing who he played for, seeing who was his coach, and then right. also acknowledging that was his rookie year, I think he'll get better. I think he'll get better for sure. Yeah, he will. And who knows, maybe he will, you know, have the potential that he's living up to. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt this year, given who he played for. And, you know, he didn't have that time to really develop as he should have. We'll see. I need to see more. I feel as though there are uh, a lot of factors that he did not have. I feel like when it's another great player involved, I feel like he competes against them as opposed to competing to win. And like, I think that's going to have yeah. to be more so coaching style. They're going to have to get his mind right on how the offense is going to work. Yeah. Stop the ISOs, you know. Yeah. But, I think he wants to be a superstar, which nothing is wrong with that. I mean, but you can just see in moments when they were in college with him and Zion, I feel as though in some of the moments he would try to steal it when Zion had the momentum. Mm-hmm. Like, play your role. Right. And I feel like once he mentally understands play your role, I think he'll get better. But until then... I don't think it's gonna nothing's gonna happen for him Very because true. he's trying to be the man when you don't have the man mentality. Very you true. have to work at that. Kobe sat on the bench for his first two years. True. And then he worked his way up and he understood, okay, this is what I need to do. RJ jumped into the lineup because there's well, nothing around him. Yeah, he, he didn't have a choice. It, you know, the, the organization they were gonna put him in that position regardless because the he was better than most people on the roster. Let, let's just be honest. He was, but he's inconsistent. As yeah, well. yeah. So uh, he didn't have that time to develop like a Kobe or any of those other guys. He was put in a position where he was trying to make the team win. So I'm glad that he got that experience this year. But I think I surrounding him around better players and a better coach, helping him understand the game better, will, will maybe help his game for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Right now, I'm not really a fan of his game. But I like a more mature game. I like a complete basketball player. Like, if you're complete on offense and you don't have a defensive game, I'm fine with that. If you can play defense and not offense, I'm fine with that. But I want to see something complete. And and right now, it's just a raw game altogether. Right. Yeah, so so we'll see what happens next year. I'm I'm sure there'll be a lot of changes in the East, a lot of changes in the West, um, you know. So really, really interesting as far as, you know, these rumors so far because we're just a week out from, you know, finishing the 2020 NBA season. So, you know, a lot of speculation so far. I know we're we're coming off a short break, so we'll probably see some news soon in the next few months, I'm sure. Definitely. Draft is coming up as well. Yep. So we'll see who the Timberwolves take with the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens with Golden State. It's a lot of a lot of things to really, a lot of things really uh, look forward to. So we'll kind of wrap up the NBA portion, and you know we'll get to talking to you guys about what's going on in, in week five, week five or six. This week six, I week believe. Week six of, of of some NFL. 
All right, guys. So now we're going to get into week six of NFL football. Um, very interesting so far. The first thing that I'll kind of start off by saying is I really hope they get, you know, COVID under control because every day we're seeing something on ESPN that, you know, a practice facility has been shut down mm -hmm. and, you know, the games may not happen. And, you know, I understand they're doing the best they can, but it does not seem like at this moment we can have a full season with it going the way it's going. So, See, one thing that I'm really questioning, I know a lot of people were saying, oh, the bubble isn't legitimate NBA-wise because of COVID or whatever because it's the bubble. But I think it's more fitting to make this case for NFL because players have to sit out two weeks. So Cam missing two weeks, like, that could be what, what they lost one game and mm -hmm. won one. That could have been two wins for them. Right. You know, so... Those type of situations, to me, really show, all right, COVID is having wear and tear on the NFL, but what do you think about that? So, from what it seems like, they're changing their bye week. So, as far as the scheduling and things like that, they're able to work around that. They're just moving the bye weeks up, and, you know, they're going to replay that game at a later point. Yeah. But, you know... I definitely think it has a big factor as far as momentum, injuries, things like that. So right. It'll be really interesting to see how the rest of the year goes. If, it, if the rest of the year is going to be from what we've seen thus far, I really don't know. It'd be nice to see some sort of bubble thing for the playoffs because um, those are games that have more substantial meaning. And then I think when we get to the point where we've established who's the best at each division, you know, fast forwarding to a bubble type situation would sound a lot more viable just so we can actually get playoffs in without rescheduling games because I don't really know how that's even going to work. So how do you think that should happen? So do you think the NFL should, like, uh, omit week 16? Do you think they should have, like, um... Based on how it's going, I think you're going to have to get to a point where you established the teams that are clear-cut leaders of each division. Mm. You're going to have some sort of controlled wild card spot. Yeah. So... I don't know if you want to forfeit the back end of the season. I, we definitely need a few more weeks to see what teams are going to be the best out of each division and right. the wild card situation off. But you're going to have to get to a point, I think, where you're going to have to pretty much stop playing, fast forward to the playoffs, get the wild card out of the spot, figure out what teams are going to you know, finish off each division in each playoff, and then do some sort of controlled bubble playoff thing. Because us as fans, we don't want to have games rescheduled, things like that, for these important playoff games. Also, the teams, the league, the players, you know, momentum's very big. You don't want to have to reschedule something for weeks out. you got to have that under control, at least. If you make it that far, you have to have that part under control. So. I can see that. I definitely get it. I mean, there needs to be, like, if you're going to do a full 16 weeks, I mean, a 16-week season, I think you need to, like, put two weeks in between before a bubble scenario happens. And the bubble won't last nearly as long. It'll be it'll literally be Yeah, they're not series or one game. Yeah, it's one game. You just it's, have to have it under control. Yeah, you know? it, it'll just be lock in for that one game. It won't be a big uh it'll feel like practice, it won't be any fans there that are used to it by now. Mm -hmm. And I, I definitely can see that working. Um and I, I don't think it'll be a mental barrier that much because I think it's it's similar to just being on the road. Right. Like having a four week stretch on the road. To me, so I think uh, it's a little easier to mentally grasp 
outside, unlike basketball, where you're just going for three, four, or five months, and that's it. Exactly. But, you know, this will be four weeks, because you have wild card, then you have divisional conference, and then two-week layover Super Bowl. Definitely. Spacing those out, spacing those games out, um, definitely would make sense, so... You know, once they get to that point, I can see them going in that type of, type of direction. But what we've seen so far, I don't know. They're going to have to get that under control. I don't think it's going to be a normal playoff situation for this season, at least. But kind of speaking of, you know, teams and things like that, from what we've seen so far, I've kind of put together my top five as far as who I think is, you know, strong and not really based on division, but just in general. So Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if I agree with that. So... I think we may disagree on this one, but for number one, I'm going to have the Seahawks there. Now, I know you like Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. But my argument for the Seahawks is their consistency, their offensive weapons. Defense, that's their, you know, weakness there. As a lot of these stronger teams, they don't have strong defenses. Right. Um, But my faith is in Russell Wilson to win these games and the chemistry he's built with Metcalf and, Mm -hmm. you know, what we know, you know, Lockett can do. And, you know, I I just, I'm going to put my money on them versus anybody else. I'll go Green Bay due to the fact of them having a defense. They also won their game, some of their games without Devontae Adams. So that proves that they do have some type of depth and they play good teams. Like this week they had in the plan in Tampa Bay, they have uh, Devontae back. So we'll definitely see but I feel as though Green Bay is one. My number two will be the Seahawks. Yep, and my number two will be yeah. Green Bay. So we kind of flip-flop on that. Green Bay looks good. Um, yeah, I agree. And they've been able to do it without their top players. You're 100% right. So, um, like I said, if I had to put my money on it, I just feel more comfortable going with the Seahawks versus them. But Green Bay is a close number two. I feel like, you know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers and those guys, their offense is dynamic. They, they Last game, they had their tight end uh, step up with, what, two, three touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, right now, we're, like, literally in the first quarter of the season. We're, like, <laughs> right. like one-fourth of the way done. Right. So, looking at it, I can see – it's one A one B type of scenario, but I feel the defense is what separates them mm-hmm. because in these closed games, somebody's gonna have to lock up. If they played each other, who's gonna become victorious? Both have great offenses, but those defenders have to step up. Very true. It's gonna be whoever's defense plays the best. So yeah. So what you got at number three? Number three, ah, uh, I want to say the Chiefs may sneak up to that third spot. So, you put the Chiefs over the undefeated uh, teams like the Titans and the Steelers. Oh, okay. So, so like, are you? what are you basing it off of? Are you basing it off of their one loss being against the Raiders? How are you going to put that? So, now that you mentioned and that. And then also the Ravens. I mean, they have one loss as well. I think right? I have to put Pittsburgh at number three. Not just mm-hmm. even based on them not having any losses, but the combination of their offense and defense playing at a high level. I agree. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, he, he's he been phenomenal this game year. Game manager at best. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Not at best. I'm going to say at best, but he's the game manager. And he's not making a ton of turnovers. He, he's making a lot of good decisions with him yeah. passing the ball. And, again, they won last game without uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, excuse me. Or Washington. So their two top leading receivers were out, and Claiborne messed around, had four touchdowns. So they're figuring mm-hmm. it out. Running games, pretty dominant. Um, not spectacular as we've seen Connor from the past 
you know, two years ago. But yeah. it's solid, solid run game. Their defense is definitely anchoring down and, and making those games winnable for the offense. So because we're seeing consistency on both ends, right. I'll definitely have to give Steelers that third spot over the Chiefs for that particular That is season. where I'm actually going to agree with you as well. I feel as though the Steelers deserve number three spot. Um, although I don't feel like they're better than either of the NFC teams, I feel like they're dominant. And I feel like they've been winning games in convincing fashion. Even if the game is close, I still feel like they, they are in control of their destiny. Very true. Um, number four, I'm actually going to go with Tennessee. Um, it's like, what's, what's his name? Ryan Tannehill is playing amazing yeah. right now. Uh, Derrick Henry is picking up where he left off. They're in the sink. I love it. The additions of Clowney and Vic Beasley are <laughs> being vital right now. Mm-hmm. They're balling. So that'll be my number four. Who do you have at number four? I have the Chiefs at number four, and really? that's just knowing Patrick Mahomes and and that offense. You know, of course, everybody heard they just signed Le'Veon Bell. Yes. So they got better there. Bandwagon um, at its finest. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you got you got Kelsey, you got Hill. It's just that dynamic mm-hmm. offense. You know, Definitely. their downfall is their defense, but their offense wins them all their games. I and, feel like that's a good replacement for. Um, for uh, LaShawn McCoy. Oh, yeah. They, so, like, like, Damian Williams, Williams opted out this season. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy, he is on the Bucks. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, LaCoy it's a very and good move. Bill have very similar games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a, a, a solid transition. That's actually who I have in my fifth spot. Um, like, I think the Chiefs are phenomenal. You know, I think they are a great team. They've won a Super Bowl for a reason. I feel like Mahomes... He struggled, like, a tad bit. I mean, throwing a pick on whoop de dee like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it happens occasionally. He's not the perfect quarterback. He didn't even go 50-0 and when he won MVP. Mm-hmm. Picks don't matter to me unless you do them too frequently. Sometimes you have to throw them, like, because you're trying to get something going. Right. You know, and that was that situation. And you can make those mistakes yeah, week it, it five, week six. They're, it happens. They're going to make it to the playoffs nonetheless. Nonetheless, so. it's, it's happening. They're going to win their division. It's, it's not going to be – I mean, I wouldn't say it's not going to be close. They're going to win the division, and they're going to probably be in a Super Bowl again. Very true. Um, so I, I personally think they're number five just because of the loss. I'm not saying that I think Tennessee is better than them. I just think from what I was shown last week, Tennessee dominated a good Bills team. They did. It, what was it, 42-10? to 10? Like, I mean, dominated, like... Yeah, it, it, it was, you know, I, I think the win was by, like, a two-score margin, and, yeah. and they Let definitely... Let me look at the score, because I could be wrong. I don't they know they isolated... The thing that stood out against Tennessee, to me, is them isolating Josh Allen. Josh Allen is having an MVP-like season. When you is. look at these numbers and these touchdowns and, you know, his game management, he's having a really, really good year. So the fact that they isolated him, yep. they, you know, the first interception wasn't his fault. It, it slid through his tight end's hands. The second one was 100% his fault. Yep. Um, he would drive down the field and turnover after turnover. So Yeah, and it was 42-16. Exactly. So, I mean, they really – they whooped their ass. So they, I mean, they did. You're right. So, I, mean, I thought it was closer than that. No, it, it wasn't when even I was close. watching the game, I think when it got to the third, fourth quarter, that's when Tennessee yeah. just kept scoring. The defense gave them the ball back, or they got in the position to get the ball back yeah. so they could score. As a lot of times, Tannehill had the ball in the red zone. He had the ball within 20 yards just based on the stops that the defense you know, made. Where, so. where, yeah, I mean, 
position and possession is definitely, you know, that's that wins the game. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see that win as jockeying them for position with Kansas City losing. I don't think that's where okay. they'll stay. But just based off of right now, yeah. at this very moment, going into week six, that's what I see. I can respect that. You know, I, I, I'm okay with you putting Tennessee at five, but you know who well, I have to Tennessee put at five. four. Tennessee at four? And then Kansas City at five. Oh, yeah. okay. You did say that. I apologize. Yeah, no, no. You're good. I know. You may be sliding Mahomes and those guys a little bit. No, not really. I mean, just based on what right we know. Now, just yeah. right now. It's 4-0 and 4-1. Right. I'm, like, right now with who they just beat and how they beat them and then mm-hmm. who the Chiefs lost to, mm-hmm. it's, it's just right now. Next week, it could definitely change. Okay. Okay. But... Tennessee, yeah, I think it's a little bit too early. I have them at, I think, my number six. I, I respect them, and based oh, wow. on what they did to the Bills. Oh, man, let's see. Let, so you, you know why I say five. Who, you bet not you say You already know. You bet not say I got the Rams, boy, number, number, number five. So, hell? you know, and there's a few reasons for that. Obviously, I'm a Rams fan. Uh-huh. But I have them at number huh? five because of their offense. They have two running backs that three with the healthy camp makers that – Evenly, you know, if you take one of them out the game, they, they have somebody next in line to step up and give production. But Jared Goff has been very, very solid this year passing the ball. Um, you know, he has multiple choices. He has Robert, Robert Woods. He has oh. Cup, um, Higby, of course. So their offense is, is – and then the offensive line this year is much better than last year. So their offense is solid. They can score at will. Um, I don't ever doubt their scoring ability. Uh, but the biggest thing is their defense. It's a completely different defense of last year's. A lot of new names. Jalen Ramsey has not allowed too many yards. I don't think he's allowed any touchdowns this year. And then you have some other secondary stepping up. Williams. Um, he rarely okay. allows yards anyway. Very true, very true. But you just have a lot of young guys or a lot of not known guys stepping up in their role and, and just anchoring down on that defense. The defensive line is amazing, of course. Aaron Donald. You know, it's a beast, so you don't have to doubt that. But the the linebackers have stepped up big this year too. So, um, like I said, a lot of guys that we're not familiar with and just stepping up, and and they made that defense one of the top. I think they're within the top five defenses this year as far as point allowed, uh, points allowed, yards allowed. So, you know, based on that, and they play in the toughest division in football. They they play in the NFC West. They play in one of the toughest divisions in that's, football. That's very debatable right now. Who who's better than the NFC I would West? I would argue AFC West is also very good. Um, so, I think the the Chargers are that to me the Chargers are that that swing because they they are one in four right now. Or so whatever. but Chargers I mean, and Broncos because of that that's why I can't give them. But that. I mean the way the Chargers have lost their games, I feel as though it's a swing. Because they lost their They've games lost all their games by, by one, one score, and it's been like they lost in overtime last week to the Saints. They they barely lost to the um the, the Buccaneers week before. They have lost. They lost Keenan Allen last week, and they the, lost Austin Eckler. Do you think the Chargers are a better team than the Arizona Cardinals? I think they're about even. To be honest with you, okay. Like fully healthy, I think it's even. Um, because I mean, it's the key player. Austin Eckler is a key player, and Keenan Allen is the bona fide number one. With them still scoring twenty-seven, without Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, they're an underrated team. They are very underrated. They're an underrated team. It, it's I'll give it's them a few that. possessions. If you give a few 
defensive stops. Like, if you got one good possession or if you executed on offense one more time, or they would have won that game last week if they would have uh, if if uh, Bashley would have hit, hit the field goals. They missed the PAT. True. And they missed the. Uh, they had him down the, by the, one. Yeah. No, and they uh, and they missed the the field goal attempt to win the game. To win the game. True. true. So that's I mean, very true. It's, yeah. it's, it's a swing because they were up in both games. True. But just given on you know what we've seen so far, you're right. If you're looking at their if you're looking at the Chargers game, you can make an argument. To justify their losses. Right. But given the wins in the NFC West, what we've seen that's been proven in the NFC West, not what it could have should Actually, I give it. I disagree again. AFC North. AFC North? Yeah. Because so, isn't that Steelers, Ravens, North and, is, and Browns? So they actually might have the best That's division. a better argument for sure. Because uh, they're, I think they're all 4-1. and one. What's the Ravens? The Ravens lost one? The uh, Steelers are undefeated. Browns lost one, and the Ravens lost one. So, yeah, it, as far as on paper, they may have a better argument for being the best division this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'm I'm biased, so but definitely. But from what I've seen thus far, as far <laughs> as the offenses that you know th- that we've seen in the NFC West, I think they're really hard to stop. You know, Arizona's our offense is really really hard to stop with Kyler Murray. I think he had. 300 passing yards last week um, and then you have Russell Wilson he's always hard to stop the Rams offense is is, is pretty dynamic as well mm-hmm. you know 49ers they're a different 49ers team this year a lot of injuries on their team so yeah. you know nobody's really looking for them but you know based on that that's why I'm leaning towards the NFC West but I do give a lot of credit to the AFC uh, North as well it's definitely by far the AFC North because they have three four well one four no team Two four and one teams, and then they have a one three and one team. While you guys have a five and zero oh team, a four and one team, a three and two team, and a two and three team. So they have three teams with only one one or less losses. That's true. Pittsburgh missed a game, I believe. So they did. They they had an extra bye. Um, but I mean, Browns have kind of been surprising all of us. They're playing up to the level of play they should be at with all the offenses. With their talent, yeah, with, with all their talent. Baker Mayfield still is not a good quarterback, but they're figuring it out. Yeah, um, I mean, he's a game manager. I think he's uh, no. he's he's a game manager. That's I don't think so. I mean, that's what he's paid to do. He's paid. To I think their the offensive coordinator is saving his ass. He is, but he's a game manager. I don't like him as a a QB. I don't think he's the QB for them. I don't think he's he's he the dele- he he's the delegated game manager. I don't think he's really making the calls and, and no, he he doesn't. By game manager, I mean someone he's who makes the role. passes right. to keep the offense on the field to help them score. That's basically what I say as a game manager. Like I, I wouldn't say he's a playmaker. He's not Tom Brady or a Drew Brees. Yeah. By far, I'll take Sam Darnold before I take. I would definitely take Sam Darnold yeah. over him. I would take. I think uh, it's the play calling. I think the offensive coordinator they have is doing a great job this year, putting them in positions to score. We've seen Odell throw the ball a lot. We've seen Jarvis Landry throw the ball a lot. I think if you take Baker Mayfield out and throw in another mediocre quarterback, they'll maybe be even better than. I, they <laughs> might be. They yeah. might be, but we'll see. I know right now it's early in the season. We're going into week six. 
So I mean, it's a lot that a lot of teams can adjust, and a lot of teams have time. Yep. Right now, nobody's out out bad because the Falcons are zero and five, and they could potentially go on a run and go eleven and five, make the playoffs. Who knows? You hey, never know. For sure. But, but I mean, those are our two. Yeah, know, that's, that's our top five. Top five for each of us. So we'll so, see yeah. what happens going into, into week six. We have some pretty good matchups here, so we'll be checking those games out Sunday, Monday. And uh, we'll be back with you next Wednesday. We'll be back next week. Make sure you guys are staying safe following all the CDC regulations and all that. Also, make sure you guys are registered to vote. Even if you don't believe in the candidates, it doesn't matter. Just exercise your right because you own it. 